Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of Drinking in the Pen. I am your host, Don Garcia, and today we're going to get into it. I really want to help you start writing your screenplays and TV series in a way that can really help you identify where there might be some holes, where there may be some things that need to be worked on. And actually, I'm going to do a real exercise with you. So first and foremost, um, the first thing that we need to identify is story. Do you know what your story is about? It is a very basic question, but one that a lot of people, unfortunately, don't actually really answer. So let's just say... Uh, I'm going to pick two completely different topics. You are writing a story about um, a, I'm going to just simplify, but a person lost in space. So the person that's lost in space, who is the person? Why are they lost in space? Why are they in space? Are they the last remaining survivor of the human species? Are they an astronaut? Are they in a ship? Are they on a planet or just somewhere in the abyss? These might seem silly, but these are things that can help you identify and pinpoint exactly what's going on in that moment. You need to identify the characteristics of this person. What is their motivation? What is behind you know, their, their past? What's their past? What is their backstory? Um, why would they in any way be interesting to an audience? Why would they, why are they interesting to you? Why are you writing about this person? Um, so these are the things that you need to actually ask and you need to answer in order to start writing your story at all, because you need to familiarize yourselves with your primary characters. So let's take a different example. Let's say there's a woman who decides to change the narrative and is going to dominate the world. And let's say that you know, first of all, that first, that first comment, she needs to change the narrative. Well, what's the narrative that she needs to change? I'm going to go out on a limb here in this particular live example and say, you know, with the present state of the world and continual, uh, women oppression, I'm pretty sure that the narrative is she's trying to change that and continue this momentum of no longer being a subspecies in the eyes of the male population and taking over in terms of world domination. Well, what has led this to, sorry, what has led this to, I can't even talk, sorry. What has led her to this moment? So did an incident happen? Was there trauma? Was it just a compiled, um, you know, numeral, like just tons of different things that happened was it like uh, like I said a, a compiled list of events that led to this moment was it something that happened personally to her was it something that happened to other women um what is it and how do you have world domination is she going to be a compassionate dominator is she going to be a an aggressive dominator and what does that look like I'm going to say for this particular story, since she's trying to change the narrative and aggression's already been done to death, how about she's going to rule the world with compassion and nurturing um, characteristics? What does that look like and how can it happen? And let's be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing that happen. But that's what these are the things that we need to find out. But we need to ask about her now. Um, does she have others that are working with her to make this possible? What is her... 
um, job if that's necessary to her motivation. How does she make all these things happen? Now, see, it seems really simple to just say she's changing the narrative and she's going to dominate the world. But if you don't really address all the things that are going to allow that to happen, you can't expect an audience to just take a leap with you. You really have to know before you even sit down to write why she's doing what she's doing and how she makes those things happen. I can tell you from writing um, my own stories, oftentimes those things just come to you as you write, which is fine. But the, the general purpose of the story needs to be fleshed out. That's why um, I'm going to ask you now to go grab three sheets of paper. And you can press pause on this, but I'm just going to keep going. I need three pieces of paper, blank, a pen or a pencil, doesn't matter. And I also need you to pull on your computer. Um, you can look up a story clock notebook sh- worksheet so that you can see what that actually looks like. And then I'm going to ask you to go to plotdevices.co. Now that website is a very, very, very resourceful site that gives you a breakdown of the story clock notebook. Um, If you go to their blog, you can actually look it up. It's plotdevices.co forward slash blogs forward slash blog forward slash research dash clock dash stranger dash things dash S1, dash E1. In case you haven't figured it out, we are going to look at the Duffer Brothers breakdown of Stranger Things, the pilot episode. That's a great way to look at it. I realize that you may not be writing for TV and keep in mind that writing for TV and film, while there are different ways of doing it and the structures vary, the premise of story is not that dissimilar. So um, once you've had that, pull that up. I'm assuming that by the time I say this, you've pressed pause and you're ready. Your first piece of paper, I want you to write down on that piece of paper the words, what is my story about? And then I want you to write down who is my story about? And then I want you to write down what is the motivation? What is the obstacle? What are the resolutions and what are the outcomes? Because it doesn't matter what genre you're actually working in, you have to answer all those questions. The next blank piece of paper, I want you to draw a circle, as in a circle the size of like a pie, like you're making a pie. So a nice, perfect circle. It doesn't have to be perfect. And then the next piece of paper, I want you to draw a second circle. So the first circle that you draw, I want you to draw a line straight down to make it a perfect half of a pie. So you have pie and you have two halves, equal halves. I want you to then write in your pie on the right side to the top. I want you to write beginning where the line is in the middle. I want you to write middle and then I want you to write end on the second, on the left half. So I want you to also then in your writing, I want you to then draw a direct line across the middle so that you have four pieces of your pie, even pieces. You should see an overlap. The beginning, right? The middle, the middle, and the end. What you need to understand is from the beginning, you need to get to the beginning to get to the middle. There's an overlap. The middle allows you to identify obstacles and events. And then the middle to the end is how you get to the finish line. 
seems pretty basic and it seems like a grade school mindset, but really when you see that visual, it allows you to understand that that is a story structure. The next piece of paper, I want you to draw the pie. I want you to half it. I want you to quarter it. And then I want you to cut those quarters into four slices within. So you all together, you will end up with 12 slices of that pie. I want you to see the visual of that. Once you've done that, I want you to really take a step back and look at it. Those slivers, those 12 pieces represent time. They also represent scenes. So each piece of that pie allows you to understand that one cannot get to the second piece without a graduation. So that is how your story should be. Now, there are so many ways to break those rules, obviously, and I encourage you to find ways to do that that do not in any way compromise the integrity of your story. So if you've been able to pull up the Plot Devices website, which I hope you have, like I said, I'm pulling up Stranger Things, the pilot episode. So the Duffer Brothers actually put this together in Plot Devices, and it's was used as an educational tool. It's a very, very valuable educational tool. Because if you look at this pie, first of all, the middle is a waffle. So if you've watched the show Stranger Things, you know the importance and significance of the Ego waffle and Eleven and Hopper and the story behind all that. But if you then look at the breakdown, it starts with the very first main point, which is um, takes place at Hawkins National Laboratory. Guy gets eaten on elevator. Next scene from there goes to the boys playing D&D and a Demogorgon. And then Dustin takes pizza to Nancy. So in this whole thing, you've now met four, six, seven. Eh, you might have met Hopper too. I can't remember. But now, so you've at least met seven to eight characters. Eighth being the Demogorgon. So that is a very significant character. So the interesting thing about this is that's only the first... Um, gosh, I guess that's the, the first half of the first quarter. So that's the, let's just say you break it down into 60 minutes, right? So, you know, that's like the first five minutes of film. So, yeah. So, um, or the the series. So in this, you've met all the characters, right? So Lucas, Mike, Will, and Dusty. And you've then, you've met, um, Nancy, and then you meet Steve, and then you meet um, Barb, and Joyce, and Hopper, and that gets you through the first half of the first episode. What's interesting about this is the story is about Eleven, yet you don't actually meet Eleven until the midpoint. That's very, very interesting, and it breaks so many rules, but it works, and that's the thing. If you're going to break rules, you better make sure that you've got some kind of uh, end game for that. And so one of the things about this is on plot devices, they actually break it down and they, they, they touch on like symmetrical moments, things that, you know, that happen around the same time and how they interact with pre other scenes and previous characters and, and the significance of those overlaps. And one thing that they say, which I find is very interesting is if you look at the episode itself on paper, it wasn't very interesting. However, what makes it interesting is all of the other aspects of production, the casting, the music, the visual aesthetics, the um, production design, obviously, 
And, and then they add this one line, which is very, very important. They said, maybe most importantly about that first episode and the whole story of Stranger Things is the long game. So if you're going to write for TV, please know what your entire series is about. Do not just write your pilot and not have an idea of what your first season is going to look like. And if you know that that's going to go more than one season, then you need to have a very clear idea of at least your first three seasons because you need to know what's going to happen. And if it's a limited series, like The Confidence Men is one of the ones that I've written, I don't foresee The Confidence Men being more than three seasons because I do think that we can accomplish everything that we need to accomplish in three seasons. So I do have an end game in mind. It's changed so much since I first started writing this, but now I'm very clear on what the story is and that clarity has allowed it to get some recognition. And I think that's very important to note. You got to know what your stories are about. You cannot just just take a stab at writing a pilot. You need to know what the whole thing is going to look like because otherwise you will lose complete uh, creative vision and that sucks because, you know, you you should know if you're going to sit down to write TV. You should really know what it's about. Obviously, there are exceptions like Grey's Anatomy where it's gone on for 17 seasons or however many seasons it's gone on. But the writers are very intimately familiar with every character even new ones that are being introduced, there's always some connection. And so that's very important as you continue to write. Now, when it comes to film, obviously these rules don't totally apply, but that pie chart that you're looking at, 100% applies. So if you want to take that pie chart that's been broken up into 12 pieces and look at it strategically as a film, remember that ideally you want an 80 to 100 page film. Yes, you can have 120 pages, but just make sure that you need those 120 pages. As they say, um, you got to trim the fat. I've done it before. It's very hard to do in the beginning, but you start to realize, you know, I really don't need that. That does not in any way advance the story forward. It's just something I like. There's a big difference between every scene having relevance and wasted scenes because that means that you're wasting someone's money, which aka that would be the executive producer or the studio budget or whatever be very mindful with how you're spending someone else's money when you're writing a screenplay. Um, get rid of what's not necessary. Keep what really is and identify the difference between the two. So as you're looking at your film, I want you to ask yourself, like I said, I have a few questions for you to ask yourself. One, you got to lay that story out. Before you even work on that pie chart, you got to answer those first group of questions. You need to know who your characters are. Are your characters human, animals, species, inanimate objects, um, cities, events? Those events can be the catalyst for your story. And obviously, it's the characters that people are drawn to. So, you know, how do you amplify the impact of your characters? You know them very well. So I recently got asked, and it's not the first time I've been asked, I get asked a lot if I do character sketches. I do, but not necessarily... In, in any particular format, I just make sure that I know who these people are before I start writing about them. I need to know all their little things. I need to know, you know, and I've mentioned this before and I, and I don't mean to beat it to death, but I do think that it is very important because if you don't know who you're writing about, how do you expect anybody else to? So that is part of laying out a very well mapped story. And again, 
you can do these pie charts for your characters. You can you can do one for every character and figure out what their motivations are, how they get from point A to point B to point C to point D, and every little point in between. How do you get to the midpoint? And is your midpoint solid or are there holes? Doing this pie chart and breaking it down in versions of 12 pieces will really help you identify those minute marks of what's happening. And if you literally make little tiny lines on the outside of your circle to make 60 minutes, if it's a 60 page, or if it's a, a one hour drama or if it's a, or not even drawing, it doesn't matter what your genre is, but if it's a 60 minute episode, then break it down into minutes. If it's a 30 minute, then break it down into 30. If it's a, a film, then break that down into your page count or minute count because each page remember represents a minute of film on on camera so these are things that will help you identify what you're doing before you sit down to even get the script started um and again like i said these are not hard and fast rules they are mere suggestions to help you tell your stories with more clarity also to make sure that you can be the best that you can be because as I've said before we're never going to be perfect we're never going to be the writers that we don't need uh to learn more we should always want to learn more we should always want to be better it doesn't mean that you you can't accept a validation when it comes but don't ever get too comfortable because you should always be in a state of learning in a constant state of evolution it will make you a better writer it will make you a better communicator and it will make you a damn good storyteller so that was really what I wanted to talk about today was looking at some visuals because those visuals can help you identify stories so much easier. Um, you know, designers create mood boards, right. To figure out color schematics and, and characteristics of clothing or apparel that they're designing. I mean, interior designers create mood boards. These are things that are very important. And this is sort of our story mood board is, you know, really be fearless and and brutal with how you break down your stories because if you can start this way, it will only help you. And again, there are plenty of times I do not do this and I just, in my head, complete, like I wait until these characters almost talk to me and I know that they're real people that I need to 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 tell their stories. And when I get to that point, I know I've reached the place where I can finally put pen to paper or keyboard to a laptop or whatever I'm writing on. Uh, although I really feel like I want to go old school and type on a typewriter because I have two really cool ones, but I digress. Um, I think really that's it for today. It, it, it is the 12th episode and I may go just slightly over 20 minutes, but I wanted to give you something a little more practical and I wanted to give you an actual exercise and I hope it helps. And I've already said this before. You're welcome to shoot me a, a message on Instagram. Instagram's probably the easiest, and that's just drinking in the pen. Um, I don't necessarily always post on there, but I do check my my messages all the time. So you can email me there. You can also email me um, through my website at dongarcia.com. You can also find me on Twitter and tweet me at drinking the pen. I wasn't able to get the N word in there. I couldn't get drinking in the pen because it was too long. So it's just drinking the pen. Um, but Instagram is drinking in the pen. So again, 
please be sure that if you have questions, you reach out. If this is helpful, then let me know. So I know that I'm on the right track and I'm giving you advice that you feel is actually useful. Otherwise, I hope that um, you guys have a really good day and that you're motivated and inspired to create and get to it. And, you know, just remember that the story is only as good as you allow it to be. So don't hold yourself back. Don't, um, don't be afraid to try new things, but before you try new things, be sure you have a good grasp on story in the first place. And that's all I've got for this week. Uh, like I said, go to plot devices because they have a really cool, um, breakdown of several things from shows like Fleabag and Brooklyn Nine-Nine to movies that are epic, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off to, um, Black Panther to Guardians of the Galaxy, which are the larger temple films, but they also have Lady Bird. They have um, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. They have some really good, um, an eclectic range rather of stories that you can utilize to see how it's broken down in a visual format. And it should help you at least inspire you to learn how to utilize the story clock and how I think it is a thousand times better than the 40 card, uh, notebook or notepad note whatever they're called <laughs> index card theories that just like makes my brain hurt so hopefully these little pie charts will help you and until then I will talk to you next week and again my name is Don Garcia at drinking in the pen you can find me on Instagram at Don D-A-W-N Garcia you can also um, find me in those other places I just listed but just remember to write is courageous and I understand that it can be scary but you're listening because you obviously want to try. So don't shortchange yourself. If you've got something to say, get it out. It's a much healthier way than bottling it up. So here is to all the future storytellers here, to the existing, here is to us all uh, making a mark and sharing parts of ourselves with the rest of the world. All right, you guys, live intentionally and not vicariously. Okay, be bold, be brave, write, and uh, above all else, be kind. Okay, bye. This is Don Garcia with Drinking in the Pen. See you next week.